views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have you here today. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. Um, uh, It is just really, it is the world we live in. It is the world of technology. It is the world of excitement. It is the world of so many things. But one of the things I do know, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for every day I get to take another breath of air. And so thank you all for all of the support, everything that you have been, everything that you have done all of these years. And the bottom line to all of this for us is we are planning to bring you more of the most amazing talk radio. It's something that, you know, for many of us sitting here, we kind of thought, all right, what can we do differently? What can we do to, you know, make sure that our listeners are getting the kind of programming they want? And, you know, when we sat back and we listened to all of the surveys that you fill out, everything that you do, you know, what we've come to is doing more shows that get at the both the, the body, the mind, and the spiritual aspect of life. You know, today, Glenna Rice joins me here today. The topic is I feel their pain. I feel their pain. And for those of you, you know, you've listened to, to Glenner on the show, you know, a.k.a. the questionable parent, single mother of three, physical therapist, student, access, certified access, facil- access facilitator, uh, also an access body class facilitator, and much more. But her passion and her purpose is to enable all of us to have a level of awareness through some of the most incredible questions. You know, what is it that we do day to day that just is not working for us? You see, are we here to, quote, solve the problem? Or are we here to tap into a new level of consciousness, you know, and access that consciousness in ways that solutions don't necessarily get us to? And so what if you are somebody in today's world what if you're out there, you know, where you are thinking and, and, and now you're feeling empathy, sympathy, compassion? What do those create? So when somebody says, I feel your pain, what does that really mean? And what do we do with that? You know, do we simply feel the pain or is it more like, We're not just feeling the pain, we're becoming the pain. You know, we've crossed a boundary where in our lives, 
You know, it's, it's about taking on somebody else's pain. It's about taking on a, a state of being that is absolutely not the truth of who we are. But today, we're going to be talking with Glenna about that. I want to just make sure you know, you can go to glennarice.com and you can find out more about her and her work, or you could go to accessconsciousness.com and search for Glenna. You'll be able to see her classes all over the world. And what is it about what she's learned about feeling their pain that is either going to serve us or not serve us? Glenna, great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dr. Pat, how are you? I feel your pain. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was talking about this, and, you know, I was thinking about this in in getting ready for the show. Um, We know when we are in that moment where our pain and someone else's pain doesn't have any visible boundaries. You know, there's this place that we go sometimes where we cannot separate ourselves from other people's, you know, energy, pain, what's going on in their lives. But then there's the flip side of it where, you know, people walk around and they don't want to feel anybody's pain. Uh, By the way, if you're feeling pain, you know what? Take your pain, take the bane of your pain and take another train. That's what I'm saying for that. Right. I like that. Well, the thing is, you don't want to steal anybody else's pain. I mean, it's not mm. fun to do it either, but when you feel someone's pain from that place of, like, compassion or sympathy or those things, what you've just done is you had one person in pain, and now you have two. Mm. So you've just created more pain on the planet, <laughs> more pain for the world. Which, for me, that's not one of my targets in life is to create more pain. So feeling someone's pain doesn't actually accomplish anything except that you feel as miserable as they do, which is why most people don't like feeling people's pain. Right. But you're also considered to be a really good person in this reality if you feel people's pain. That's right. If you're very sympathetic. That's right. Yeah. And it's actually a way to just create a lot more people miserable. And if you look around the planet, which I travel around a lot, there's a lot of people miserable in a lot of countries all over the world. And I would like to see fewer people miserable. So don't feel anyone's pain. What did you say? Get off the pain train. I like it. (laughs) Get off the pain train. You know, yeah. You know, pain is the bane of an existence that we have bought into, which is limited. You know, it's really interesting. Have you heard this expression? Wait, let me make sure I get this right. Uh, There's an expression out there that is about, you know, uh, um, oh my gosh, what is the expression? Um, that pain, pain is, pain is, you know, pain is uh, ultimately all of ours, but suffering, you know, is a choice. And I thought, well, why does it, why do I have, why, you know, so here I go with my why question. Don't you love when I always do that? It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. It's like, okay, do I really believe that, okay, suffering is optional, but uh, pain is something that I got to have 24-7? And now here's Glenna, and we're talking about somebody else's pain. Oh, wait a minute. Not just one person's pain. Oh, wait, let's take on the whole group. No, no, that's not enough. How about the entire company's pain? Let's take on the pain of the company. Oh, wait, not the company. Maybe we need to take the community pain on. And I'm not saying that we're not talking about feeling things. Because I don't think that's what we're talking about. We're talking about something else here, aren't we? Yeah. Well, when you feel it, um, 
you're actually kind of taking it on. You're perceiving, you know, you're getting the whole energy and trying to be their pain to understand it. You're trying to understand their pain or understand their suffering. I mean, we do that also. It's, there's a different way of just to be aware of what they're creating. And from the place of awareness, instead of feeling it, you can actually, you can actually start, there's a possibility you can change it for them if they're choosing to change it. That's the other thing is most people are have somewhere they're creating their pain, even though most people don't want to be aware of that. Um, but somewhere they are the creators of their life, so the pain that they're experiencing is also something that they're creating. And if we have, if, if they're willing to choose to change it, if you're not feeling it and making it more dense by the feeling of it and trying to understand it, but you're aware of what they're creating, then you can give them help or give them facilitation or show them different possibilities or they can choose different possibilities to change the situation, the pain they're in. You know, pain from, pain from feeling pain in the body, physical pain, or just the pain of a life that's miserable. All of those things can change if they are choosing it and knowing that they can create, they are the creators of their life. And people aren't being sympathetic and empathetic and compassionate. All those wonderful words we use all the time to densify their pain by trying to understand it and feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this is an interesting conversation that I did not think we were going to get in today, but I never know. Um, <laughs> but here's no. really what I'm struck by about what we're talking about. Um, this is, I think there is an illusion, and, and and let me just throw it out there and we could chat about it, right? Um, I think there's an illusion, and this is the illusion I discovered about myself. You know, because, you know, somewhere along the way, uh, someone said to me, Pat, you need to be more empathetic. You need to be more sympathetic. You need to be more compassionate. And so along I went to learn this, right? And this, I'm going Mm -hmm. back a couple of decades here because it was used to be really fashionable, right? Mm -hmm. Empathy used to be really fashionable. And, And so what I remember about it was that when I would express, let's just go there, express empathy, right? the question mark would always come up for me. Oh, wait a minute. This empathy I feel, am I really feeling your pain or am I feeling a trigger in my own life of something that happened to me that is somehow connecting us now? You know, your story now and my story are connected by this thing I'm calling empathy. And, you know, it became a really interesting conversation to have with myself over time. I worked hard at this, Glenna. (laughs) I I did. I worked hard at this. And I I tell you, I went and I said, you know what? I don't think I'm feeling their pain. I think I'm feeling my pain. Oh, Pat, work harder at it. You got to feel. And, you know, isn't this really the illusion that we're truly feeling somebody's pain when, in fact, I'm not sure how that's even possible. Can you tell me about that? No, that's really an excellent example. Yeah, when when we um, perceive the thoughts, feelings, and emotions of of other people, like in Access, we talk about 98% of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions aren't even ours, and we're right. just incredibly aware of everything around us and all the energies around us, and we're way, way, way more psychic than we've ever given ourselves credit for. Right. So we do. So we pick this stuff up all the time, but we perceive this energy and then we will put our own story to it so it will match what's going on in our lives often so we know we're not we're aware of other people's emotional states the way they're being the way they're yeah. creating their thoughts we're aware of them but are we actually when we feel them we're solidifying them into something else that they're not once you make them into a feeling or an emotion 
they are no longer the awareness of the energy that they're creating from. There's something else going on. You've just solidified something and it's not actually true. So you can't, the true empathy is what to feel other people's pain, understand it, and be able to speak about it. Like kind yeah. of a brief one. And, yeah. um, and you know, yeah. And so what we're talking about, we talk about this when we come back. I, I love to hear from anybody out there. 1-800-930-2819. You know, is, is it really, is it really pain or is it Memorex? Which is it? 1-800-930-2819. You know, what happens to us when we step in the doorway? You know, Stephen Covey used to talk about this a lot, and I got to interview him back in the day, you know, and he used to say, you know, we need to listen to understand, but most of us listen to talk. What did he really mean? Did he say we need to listen to feel the pain? Nah, I'm not so sure. Glitter ice in the house. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with I Feel Their Pain. Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author, Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving, even in the face of adversity. Say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the Lucid Planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformations talk radio pure encapsulations is committed to producing the most complete line of research-based nutritional supplements from fish oil to probiotics to multivitamins and more available through qualified health professionals and community pharmacists finished products are pure and hypoallergenic to optimize the long-term health of all patients even the most sensitive with pure encapsulations you can rest assured that you're getting the purest and highest quality nutritional supplements available ask a qualified healthcare practitioner about pure encapsulations today and discover why it's the supplement brand of choice for healthcare professionals worldwide for more information please visit www.pureencapsulations.com these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease Dr. Loves Quickies. Mary's about ready to give love the shove, because no matter what she tries, guys don't know that she's alive. To turn guys on, she needs to turn on those green lights, nonverbal cues that say, over here. Most guys won't approach unless they're cleared for landing. So ladies, to kickstart your love life, turn on those green lights and flash your pearly whites. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf of AskDrLove.com. 
Yeah, I love that song. And Brian, you just Skyped me, didn't you? Our Brian from WBOQ. I think it's Brian or is it Chris? Whoever it is said, hey, Papasilli, REO Speedwagon, can't fight this feeling from the album Wheels Are Turning. I do know they're big fans of the classic rock scene over there. So I'm going to have to keep uh, busting it down the line. You had to do that, Benny. That is so good you do it. And you know why? Because those guys actually run our classic rock channel, Bingo. which is very, very cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a great song. So, Glenna, Glenna Rice, uh, GlennaRice.com, and this is what I was said before, because you're going to be able to find some incredible information. And so I love that song, Can't Fight the Feeling. I can't fight perfect. the feeling. Glenna. <laughs> perfect for a conversation. I love that song, too, back in the day. Why do we relate back in the day? Why do we relate to that, though? Because I, I do want to talk about this. Because, you know, look it. Uh, all right. So I'm going to make a true confession. We can talk about this. Benny knows this, right? True confession. I, I watch The Voice, the show The Voice, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's like a show, a singing competition show. I don't watch a lot of singing competition show, but I do watch that one. And I was really struck by the talent, the people and the talent. Um, right? And so here I was listening this week. Now, I think it was it was some of the most emotional, if I could say, emotional performances, some of the song choices, completely emotional song choices. I found myself this the one woman that got saved, uh, and I don't know, uh, you know, she sang over the rainbow. Now, why? singing this her version over the rainbow two two songs i cried twice during watching that show over the rainbow cried and then the other performance of creep by radiohead cried so tell me emotions don't get to us was i feeling their pain glenna or was i feeling my own pain yeah emotions now there's nothing wrong with emotions um no I know a lot of people that do access or, or hear about it think, oh, they're, they're so unemotional and they're cold because we talk about awareness and gratitude and other kind of bigger vibrational energies. Mm-hmm. Um, but emotions, I mean, they're fun. They can be really fun to play with. When when you hear a song that makes you cry, I mean, that, those ones, they're, they're, there's some joy in the feelings that are in those songs and a really good artist that's their ability i mean a really good artist and singer will actually be able to pull the energy of that through their song and have everyone else play with them and the feelings of it during the song it's where we make it significant it's where we hear that song and we go back to the old relationship that we had 10 years ago and start becoming miserable about this thing that ended that was probably never working for us in the first place and we make you know it's significant if you just enjoy it in the moment it's it's you know a great addition to your life and your living i mean i love commercials that make me cry and songs that make me cry that's about the only time i do now I got to tell you, I went over the moon about this version of Creep by Radiohead. I mean, I've I've heard every version of Creep by Radiohead on the planet, pretty much. Uh, I had never heard anything quite like this. But building out that Over the Rainbow song, I do not even understand. But you're right. You know, it takes us back to a place. The question mark is, right, and, and let me ask you this. The question mark, is it, is it, what, what is the question? What do we do with that? You know, do we have an mm. opportunity? We're at a choice point right there. When I'm out, when I'm watching The Voice, right, and I think both of these women that were singing this, I think they both were Christina's people. I don't remember now, 
uh, but 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 in any event, right? We're listening to it over the rainbow. Now, am I really crying? Am am I really crying about the Tin Man or you know about the the wicked? Is that what I'm crying about, or am I crying about a time in my childhood that I'm so connected to that represented so much loss and so much pain, right? And how mm-hmm. does awareness help us with this? Because this is really where we want to go. I mean, what yeah. is it about a level of awareness? What can that create for us, Glenna? Well, part of it would be to ask the question, like, you know, what were you aware of? Was it something in your childhood or was it just the movie mm. or the energy of the song? And then you can get an idea of, is it something, is it bringing up some significant, meaningful memory that's still sticking you that you mm. don't have freedom from? Or is it just the emotional aspects of this great song that's been around for a long time? Or was it maybe the joy that you had watching it as a kid? I know it's one of my absolute all-time favorite movies. I still can watch it after seeing it thousands of times, I'm sure, over the years. Um, and when I hear those songs, that's the movies in my awareness often with the song. And it was a joyful memory that I wouldn't say was sticking me. And then if it is, if it is something that's sticking you, you can uncreate and destroy everything you've ever made significant about that time. And it's a way to start to get free. One of the things I'll do with people that have um, something going on in their life that songs will bring up them. And I do it with myself too. If I hear of a song and it gets me really emotional, dense, like limited emotional stuff, um, I will listen to it over and over and over and over again until it goes away. And songs will start to uncreate that energy if you listen to them quite a bit until the yeah. song no longer has brings it up for me anymore. So I can get you know, that's from these songs. Yeah. It's interesting you brought that up because people ask me, and this is really the question I get, because I talked about, and Benny knows this, I talk about, you know, that song, Creep. And I and I actually did a show about it, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe about three or four years ago. And, you know, someone, every time I mention it, I'll, I'll probably get an email from somebody and they say something, the email will say something like, I would have never picked that, you know, Pat. You know, you come on the show and you're very optimistic and this is your life. And what you just said is why? Because you're exactly right about that. You know, in order for us to move beyond something, because this is what we're talking about here, Glenna, is do we avoid it? Do we step around it? Or do we go through it? We change it. How's that? I like that better. (laughs) I like that better. yeah. We change it because the, the memories of our past that still stick us and limit us with these, um, you know, these painful memories, these painful times we had, you know, pain, we judge them as something that was a wrongness in our life. And any judgment is a limitation that keeps you from having more awareness or having more of you. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have to have the me- memories, but if you didn't have, if, if they were just an interesting point of view, oh, yeah, I had this really crazy year where everything went wrong. And instead of crying about it for the rest of your life, you go, oh, that was an interesting year. Those were a lot of crazy choices. I wonder what was so right about that year I'm not getting. And then you have freedom. It's not like your past goes away, but your past isn't creating your future anymore. And it's not limiting your present. Instead, you can start creating a future from a present that's always adding to what your future possibilities are without the past sucking you back with the limitations that you're still holding on to that actually aren't even real anymore for you. I mean, most of these judgments were never real anyway. We created it more real by adding these stories to it and these emotions to it and these feelings that make it like slow things down and stop things. 
You know, and you know, I mean, we've all had times where we had something that was painful and then we got over it. Like, we really got over it and it no longer affected us anymore. And that's a lot more fun than having it dragging you down for years and years and years. You know, let's talk about this, too, from, a, from the point of view of the, you know, the topic for today. You know, I feel their pain. Uh, you know, pop culture term. And I, I, I don't know if you got this from, like, a pop culture arena. But, I, you know, I, I, I grew up in the streets of New York. And, you know, if I was still living on the streets of New York, well, I don't have to be living there. But certainly, I know the expression, I feel your pain. And, mm-hmm. you know, what are we really saying with that when we say to somebody, I feel your pain? You know, it is another way in our pop culture to to actually say to someone that famous line from, you know, the Avatar movie, you know, I see you. I see you. Don't people want to be seen? Don't they want to be heard? But more importantly, are we on the search for the ultimate? And I'm sure you're going to give me the right answer. Do we want to be understood? Let's take a short break. When we come back. 50 questions for Glenda Rice on the show today. What do you all think about pain? You know, are you stuck in a place? What happens when the memories come up? Do you know how to move beyond it? What are some of the questions you might ask? What is it about that song Radiohead that is so mm, impactful to me? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the ascended masters and archangels you will not be the same visit transformationtalkradio.com for show dates and times and lesliefontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance Artie Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877-ANGEL-02. And visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. 
I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Tune in to the hit show Marketing Masters with Connie Fife. Mondays, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Each week, Connie will bring you the best of the best thought leaders from around the world to share marketing strategies and best practices. Get fired up to grow your business with the queen of marketing. To contact Connie, visit ConnieFifeSpeaks.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Thank you, Benny. That was Creep, right, Benny, by Radiohead. And Brian, if you're listening, I know you're paying close attention, right? Um, the uh, By the way, Glenna Rice is in the house today. I love when Glenna picks these topics because, I mean, she is, like, feeling my pain. <laughs> she wouldn't say that. But I know when these topics come up, you know, is a consciousness, is a group consciousness, is a collective consciousness. And, you know, really, do we have to choose pain? I mean, this is really, I'm writing my book right now. I'm writing my book. And I am really writing about my life. And I'm writing it. And I'm thinking about some things, right, Glenna? I'm thinking about them. And so I watched The Voice the other day, Right. And I'm feeling mm-hmm. my life experiences because why the, you know, the publicist and the, pu- the the people that, you know, are telling you about how to write a book, they're like, you got to write. Uh, people want to hear the stories. Then Kimberly Nicole, Kimberly Nicole of The Voice does a rendition of Creep from the very first verse. I start to bawl my eyes out. I need your help, Lena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, I, I actually, during the break, looked up the, verse, the lyrics to it, um, which I told Dr. Pat. And it's really, it's about a guy who decided he's a weirdo and he doesn't deserve to have somebody that he cares about, right? He doesn't deserve it. He's not good enough for somebody. That's right. So, so how much was, did you have that point of view in your life? All of my life. My entire life. My entire life. I mean, you know, not now. Not, not, at the, not now. Right. You know, something happened to me at 40. I talk about this. You know, what happened to me at 40, I was taken over by an alien. And, you know, I turned my whole life upside down so I could have a really cool life, right? That's what I think. Hmm. (laughs) Honestly, why else would you go back to school for eight years at 40 years old? But then I guess you could talk to that a little bit, right? Uh, Right. I, too, am a weirdo, Dr. Pat. Okay. I know. But, you know... (laughs) 
but why do we relate to this? Okay, I'll tell you why. You know, as I'm revisiting this and I'm revisiting the stories of my life, you know, let me give you one example. I, my mother passed away when I was young, okay? And now my dad remarried and he remarried a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. My stepmom became my mentor, my cheerleader, my everything. But I married in to a family with two gorgeous stepsisters, right? And so I didn't know this, but my feelings as a child, because I was a little chubby kid, you know, this is me growing up in the Bronx. I had the Bronx written all over me. And these two Southern Bells I got to stand next to for most of my young life. Now, I might wow. not have said to myself, Glenna, I feel like a creep. But I'll tell you, I didn't really feel quite up to par. Do you see what I'm saying? Can you feel me here? Yeah, I can feel you. <laughs> right. <laughs> It was almost a Cinderella story. I mean, it was kind of going there, but (laughs) the stepsisters, the two stepsisters. um, (laughs) So they fit into this reality really well. They looked like they were supposed to look in this reality from at least your point of view. Yes. Is that but how yeah. often do yeah. we all fit into this? Now, let's take this to the level of today's conversation, right? I love you picked mm-hmm. this, but I bet you did not know we were going to go down this path with this. How, no. many, no. how many young people right now in the world are looking out? They're looking at their YouTube. You have children looking at their YouTube, looking at the TV. They're looking at, do I have those sneakers? Wait a minute. Did everybody go out and get a Pharrell hat? No. But how is it now in the world? that we're living in, where we're seeing such levels of pain happening among our youth. She unfriended me on Facebook. He doesn't like me anymore. They took a picture of me, not at my best. I mean, look at what is happening here, Glenna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that comes up with my kids, so it's a really good question. And I have an 11-year-old right in middle school and then a 17 year old daughter and she just turned 17 and then my son's 20 he's kind of over a lot of that that time that high school middle school stuff where you're trying to fit in but what I always say to them I said do you would you want to fit in with these people for what reason and I said it to my older daughter a lot and she really does have the point of view that no I don't want to fit in with these people I mean, Mm -hmm. I can play their game for a second if I have to, but do I want to be like them and look like them and act like them and grow up like they're planning on growing up? She has a much greater possibility. And I would guess when you were little, it was probably a lot the same was true for you. I mean, where you were going to go in your future was as you could have never done if for a second you wanted to fit in. Right, right. Right. And, you know, let's talk about these lyrics. You know, why why would somebody, an adult, me? Now, I'm not saying I'm alone. I'm not saying that, you know, when people heard the, you know, over the rainbow and all that, I bet everybody, I think Linda was crying down there too. I think we were all crying, you know. <laughs> Why are we crying about over the rainbow? What what the heck is up? Now, creep, I get it. Because let's talk about the lyrics for a minute. Because these lyrics become our story. Isn't this what we started talking about at the beginning of the show? You know, it's yeah. not that we're hard, you know, I can't say that word on air. It's not that we're that, you know, we're not callous we're not cold we're not frozen you know if we don't but what happens to us when we pick up somebody's pain you know what if the pain that we pick up is like this you know when you're he- when you were here before couldn't look you in the eye you're just like an angel your skin makes me cry you float like a feather in a beautiful world and i wish i was special you're so i'm not saying that word special 
but I'm a creep. I'm a creep, but I'm the weirdo. And, you know, this gets, you know, what the hell am I doing? This gets reinforced in our lives. I got to tell you, Glenna, think about this. Every performance Mm -hmm. review I had in the later part of my career, when I was excelling as an executive, I had three executive directors write on my performance that they thought I was from another planet. Now I take pride in that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, that's what judgment does. Judgment is the most limiting thing there is on this planet. It is the most limiting thing. It stops everything. It stops all possibilities, stops all questions, and when you're judging yourself because you don't fit into some ideal reality that has nothing to do with you, or trying to twist yourself up into it, and you can't, and you're judging yourself because you can't do it, and all the stories that come around, you stop yourself completely. I mean, it's the amazing person like you that actually can pull themselves out. Like, this song sounds like the guy's going to off himself, you know, he's going to jump off a bridge by the end of it, is what it sounds like, and, and, and it can be that intense. I mean, the one tool we have in access that I give people all the time is interesting point of view. It's just mm-hmm. an interesting point of view that these people look that way or these people are saying these things or that you feel like you just an interesting point of view I don't fit in. And then I want what I actually truly want to fit in. And, and it's funny, you were talking about your sisters who were beautiful. Oh, oh, um, green a lot of eyes, times green pe- eyes, green eyes and blue eyes. You know, my sister yeah. Joyce had the greenest, most beautiful eyes and the little birthmark like Cindy Crawford down here. And and I would always be in the middle of them, right? One on the left, one but, on the right. We all had to dress the same. And, you know, and oh, and here's another one. And we, my, my stepmom wanted us to sing. So we would all sing. And my sister said, my sister Joyce said to me once, she whispered, she said, you don't have to sing. Just let, just move your lips. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Well, I couldn't sing a note. I mean, I couldn't sing. Benny knows. I try to sing this creep song one day. But you know what? We got to figure out how to get beyond the story. Isn't what that why we talk about this today, Glenna? And I know you yeah. can help us, right? Yeah. And, and the thing with a lot of people that seem to us to look perfect or, you know, appear perfect or appear better than us, their universe in their head, often they're judging themselves all the time because they don't fit in right too and we pick that energy up. So I'll often ask in a situation like you're telling me with, you know, teenagers, is like, who did that belong to? Who was actually judging themselves? Mm-hmm. Was it you or was it your sisters? Yeah. What's the answer and how to much, that? <laughs> <laughs> well, how much of that could you have been picking up? And how yeah. hard were they trying to get you to fit into something you didn't want to be? You had to dress like them and sing with them. They were trying to include you in the family, and you were not the same as them. How honoring was that of you? You know, I mean, this this is an interesting song. And I think that you said something that I want to get back to, because I think this is this is one of the reasons we relate to songs like this. And I think you nailed it for most people. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and I'm gonna say it. If you got if you guys out there don't agree with me, call in one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. You know, a song like this, Radiohead. Just about anybody that's been dumped from a relationship gets this, right? Yeah. Right. Right. But you said something oh, yeah. that I really would like you to talk about. Whether it's a, a relationship, a job you got fired from, whatever it is, you know, you can relate to this. But there's a point that you cross over when you're not just relating to it, but you're becoming it. And I love what you said. I didn't know that. I I mean, I wish you to talk to me um, 
eight years ago because I did listen to this song over and over and over and over again. And as a matter of fact, I sang a version of it, but I didn't know what I was doing was what you were suggesting. And I would love for you to talk more about that. About how the songs, like when you it, it, listening to them over and over again until you yeah. get free of that density yes. and the limitation of the emotion. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And you kind of need to listen to them with that target in mind yes, instead of exactly. listening to them trying to get it more densely in place. Um, and maybe you need to listen to it a few more times <laughs> or, or just start to really enjoy it in a totally different way. I mean, it's not a fun song. Oh, yeah, and but I, a did very, a spoof, I did a spoof version of it. That that's how I move beyond this song. I mean, oh, that's you funny. Know. See, yeah, that would work too. Yes, great. I, that was good. <laughs> um, I, I've done it with lots of songs. I, there's um, Dido has a Christmas song about some guy who meets a woman and then she waits for him forever and he never shows up. And that one used to just like kill me when I listened to it. And I would listen to it over and over again, sang it a whole bunch. And now I can listen to it and go, Oh, I just had a whole unrequited love thing I was running my whole life. Now it's gone. Which so, gives me a lot more freedom to, you know, if I choose or I have relationships, I don't have that running anymore. It makes it a little bit easier. If I don't like unrequited love, I'm going to choose something probably that creates more for me than I would have if I was running the program that that was what was really the thing that got me with relationship. I'd make sure I've never found anyone that worked for me. Mm. Well, let's go to let's go to some of the you know some of the things that you know are going to help us because you know I you and I uh, we get to talk about this stuff and I love what comes up you know if we want to change suffering and pain because this is really what we're talking about you know today's yeah. show is not to go read through the lyrics of creep or over the rainbow and you know have everybody <laughs> after the show you know just be absolutely miserable about it it's because we're talking about it because i don't know about you but i needed to change something in my life you know if you want to change suffering and pain in the world there are questions we can learn what are some of the questions? Because this is what is so powerful about what you do. Yeah, questions for suffering and pain. Um, what, what physical actualization of a totally different reality without suffering and pain are you capable of generating, creating, and instituting? I think I pulled that one out. And you know what? I got to tell you, you didn't even get the question out, and I already had the awareness come. Yeah. You, you hadn't even finished the question. That's how powerful this stuff is, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you just we can do a clearing, so everything that doesn't allow you to perceive, know, be, and receive what that is, uncreate and destroy it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. I'd like to see a reality where pain didn't have to exist. You know, I mean, in my life, it's rare. It's very rare. I have to say that the last 10 years of do, using these access tools um, have changed that dramatically. I have yeah. absolutely no pain in my body, um, and I'm getting older. And from this reality's point of view, I should be getting more. But I had more when I was in my 20s than I do now. Um, so, the, it, you know, I'm always a question with the things I perceive in my body that I would have defined as pain. And we can do that with uh, not just physical pain. We can do it with these painful emotions and the way we have, see our lives is painful. And, you know, you were talking about the breakups we have. Yeah. Or the job we get fired from. Yeah, I have n I have never worked with anybody yet when I asked them. Well, truth, did you actually like that job? <laughs> oh. No one has ever said I totally loved it and I got fired. They're like, no, I hated it. And you know, you never get dumped by anybody you actually are having a good relationship with. 
Wow. Now, now we're on to something here. So now mm-hmm. we got our next show, right? You know, because, <laughs> yes. oh, wait a minute. All right. Do I actually want to believe that? Oh, wait a minute. What are you telling me, Glenna, here? You telling me that I actually <laughs> knew that that relationship was mm, not so hot. What's the illusion? You know, what is the place? So isn't this interesting now, a conversation on illusion or denial? Or none of the above? I think it's both. Probably a bit of both. (laughs) (laughs) But how do you work with someone, Glenna? I mean, I love doing this with you today because, you know, now I can go back and finish writing the chapter I was writing, okay? But I love working with you because there's a level, I can't even explain what happens in a show like this. It's so hard for me to explain because it's just not part of, I, I don't think it's part of, of, of this world. It's not a mind thing. But there's something about the access consciousness work and the work that you do, which gives people a new freedom. And that's what I would yeah. like you to talk about here in, you know, you know, in the last segment of the show. We are in search of a freedom that we cannot describe, but we know when we get it, don't we? Yeah, we definitely know, because we're, we're kind of us for the first time ever. Mm. We feel like, you know, we be for the first time. And, mm. you know, there's that wonderful book by Dane here, uh, Be You, Change mm. the World, and it's from that place of being you. Without these lies and these stories and these limitations and the pain and the suffering we buy into, the delusions and denial of all that when you be you you can actually change the world you can change your life you can change anything you know and the more people choosing that wow you know of all these people playing with me that want to change the world too how does it get better than that mm. I mean I was just in Korea Dane here did a two and three there the first, not Korea sorry Hong Kong mm-hmm. yesterday mm-hmm. and he just did a two and three the first one in China the first you know big access class that's ever come to China and we're not right, not right in China, but it was one of the most incredible, amazing classes. And and watching these people like get rid of these limitations and fixed points of views about what they need to be as Chinese or what they need to be as, you know, someone grow, growing up there and starting to see a possibility that was so much bigger and getting rid of pain and suffering. There was a lot of change with that in this class. I could feel it reverberating out all through Asia. And what's possible now? Who knows? It just feels really. Like there's a lot of possibilities that weren't there five days ago and are available now. You know, I have to tell you a little story, and maybe you can comment on it. I was in a situation, a scenario, two days ago, just two days ago, and I'm really struck by this and what you said about the world of possibilities. But I was in a, I was in a really, really, you know, one of these really, what do we like to say, uh, uh, caught between a rock and a hard place. That's an expression, right, that we use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was in this moment where I, I, there was nothing that I could see that would get me out of it. And the only thing I did was say, what else is possible here? But then yeah. I did something interesting. Please give me a sign. And I cannot tell you what happened, but something happened that completely changed everything. Everything. And I was going to wait. I was waiting to tell you on the show. That one question in itself is so powerful. And I would love for you to talk about it because even with a song like Creep, even with what we're talking about, even with pain, how many of us 
don't even know to ask that question. Now, maybe it's not the right question, but I got to tell you, it was the first one that came to mind. You see? It, it's such a great question because it really, I mean, when you're asking what else is possible, it's really hard to hold the rock and the hard place totally in place. It's, <laughs> you can't make it as a dance when you say what else is possible. The two things can't exist at the same time. I'm totally stuck and nothing's possible can't exist at the same time you're asking, well, what else is possible? So it just cracks it. It can crack it. I mean, I've used it in, a, in situations like that, too. I get stuck in things, um, you know, things that are just not working. Uh, I asked it a few times last night when my paper, my final paper was due. <laughs> it wasn't getting done on time. I'm like, what else is possible here? Uh, and then I got, oh, I can take this, this, and this out. It, you know, you get the, the sign. You get the awareness. It's, it's all there. Those awarenesses are all right there, but you can't see them when you're in that point, when you have that point of view that nothing can change and nothing is possible. You know, that's, if, I, if the guy that wrote Creep came into my office, <laughs> if that story was actually there, that's one of the questions I would ask. So what else is possible now? What else is possible? Who else could you meet? Who would be actually fun and like you? <laughs> I have often thought, <laughs> and I have to tell you, Benny, you know, right? Like, I could just hear Brian right now, just like, oh, you know, and Benny is like, okay, are we talking about Mike York here? Is that probably who we're talking about? Who are we talking about? But I have often thought, I would love to really talk with you about this song. I think many people have tried to find out what is this song really about, but yet the people that are familiar with it, what's the word? Relate to it. So I want to go back to what we said when we started. I feel their pain. But does anybody really want to feel someone else's pain, Glenna? We don't even want to feel our own pain. No. You know, it's funny. I was just looking at the last line of the sign. He says, I don't belong here. I have it up on my computer here. It's sitting in front of me. Um, I right. don't belong here. Well, I mean, if we're in a planet where we're supposed to feel everyone's pain and suffer, I don't really want to belong here. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people have that point of view? It's not very fun to want to belong and be part of a reality that wants you to have pain and suffering and be miserable and then pretending all the time you want more and keep creating something different. Um, I'd like to live on this planet and create from a place of what is possible that we were just talking about, not from I don't belong here. So how about for everyone out there, everyone who's decided sometime in their life they don't belong here, would you be willing to uncreate and destroy that and actually be here as you and see what else is possible? And everything that doesn't allow that, could we destroy and uncreate it all? Right now, I'm getting bad. Pot and Pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Because mm. I have and a then... body here, and it's a pretty beautiful planet. So yeah. <laughs> how can it be greater than we could imagine? Well, I love what we started to talk about at the beginning. You know, I, here's what I'm really struck by, and I can't believe these. That I, every time you and I get on air, it just zips by. I can't wait to create the video based on this show. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I thought about was, you know, here we are today. And if I, and, and I, and this is really what I'm going to be doing, and I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to do, but this was the hit I got this morning in my little 10-second meditation. What I'm going to do is take that question, what else is possible? And I am going to repeat it in my mind throughout my day. And the reason that I'm going to do that, and I don't know if that's what I should or shouldn't do, is because when I do that, whatever I'm stuck with, whether it's writing a sentence in the book or whether it's what are we going to do on the show or what's the technology going to do, it goes away. Now, I know there are more tools than that. And 
you know, what I want to say is when I do that, and believe me, I've been doing it for two days since the other day, because I had forgotten the question. I'd forgotten it. I would love for you to share what your message is in this. What is possible, Glenna, when we step into the world of unlimited possibilities? And thank you so much today. What a great topic, boy. Well, that is it. Like, what is possible? That's, you ask that question, you start to get the awareness of what is possible. So just asking that question will start to give everyone that's listening to this call and me an awareness of, you know, when we start to step into being a question, what that's going to start to create. And like you've been, you're like a poster child for this question, Dr. Pat, I have to say. Um, and, and when you ask the question, what else is possible? This is an, I've never seen something that wasn't greater show up for the person who was asking it. Mm. Wow. Glenna, thank you so much. What a great, great, thank you. you know, we've got so much now that we can talk about for the next show. I mean, this is. <laughs> we this should do a relationship show. I think we haven't done one of those. That could we be haven't fun. done a one, and I think we should do yeah. it, you know, because you know, this is really the, the world we live in. And I've said this a million times before, if we were meant you know, if we were meant to be alone or not to be in communication with each other, each of us would have gotten our own planet. I really do believe that. Um, but we did. Yeah. So thank no, you for being not. on this planet with all of us, Glenna. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat. You too. GlennaRice.com. You're going to be in a number of places. You want to give us a quick, uh, where are you going to be next? Let's Ooh, find I, Glenna. I have a class. I have a class right here where I live in Marin County, San Francisco. I'm doing a three-day body class the weekend of the 15th. So if anyone's done the prerequisites for that, come on down. Or if you live here, come on over. And then um, I'm also doing in, I don't have my schedule up. Isn't that clever of me? Um, a Bars Foundation level and level one, the big basic classes where you learn the tools, what else is possible, and you learn the energies, the bars, um, in June, early June, before Gary Douglas comes here for the two and three. Um, and the last oh. weekend of May, beginning of June, it's a five-day class. And they can find that up on my website on the Access Consciousness site. So if you want to play around with this crazy work I talk about every month on the show, that's, those are the classes to take. And I only do about one of them a year, so I would love to invite everybody listening that's interested in something like that. And that will be here in San Francisco also. All right. Glenna Rice, everybody. Benny, thank you so much for everything you did today. Glenna, thank you for all that you do. Come out of things unsaid.